You are listening to TV on the Throne, a Game of Thrones podcast brought to you by TVAteMyDinner.com. What happened to the princess? I saw what happened. I saw Stannis' forces defeated in the field. My lady, I'm Sadavas Seaworth. We've met before. I was Kingsguard to Renly Baratheon before Renly was assassinated with blood magic. That's in the past now. This is in the past. Doesn't mean I forget. Or forgive. He admitted it, you know. Who did? Stannis. Just before I executed him. Sitting here with Andrew. The unburnt. The unburnt. <laughs> and yeah. I'm Sean the Unsullied. I thought this episode was named The Unburnt because I kept saying, like, we got Daenerys, you know, The Unburnt at the end. And then I was like, Book of the Stranger? I was yeah. like, what? I was like, okay. This is, Book of the this is the fourth episode, right? Yes. Season six? Man, they go by so fast. It's hard to keep yeah. track of. Like, you get really excited about a season and you find out, it's like, next week on the season finale. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, this one's been going by really fast. This I've one's really going season. by fast because they're just really banging it out. Like, there's no waste. I love this season. Yeah. Like, we're, we're moving towards a goal here, guys. Well, because, yeah, and I keep saying this. We've said this every episode. I keep telling people at work. And it's like, I've had still have some people at work that are like, I don't know. Each episode, they're like, I don't know, nothing a lot happens. Like, you got to be kidding me. What's wrong with you? I was like, you guys have gotten spoiled because episode, I mean, season one is the best season. Just so solid, right? I mean, maybe this one I've, I'm enjoying it more in season one, kind of. But it's it's world building, and but nothing happens so much. I mean, it, I guess stuff does happen, and but it just doesn't. It's a lot of just setting up and talking. And this time, it feels like now people just get a talking scene. They're like, oh, come on. But I end up doing that too. I'll watch as each as, as each scene passes. I check the time. Like okay, so we got forty minutes left. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you kind of forget, like we were saying with season one, though. Is like these talking scenes are the story. Mm-hmm. Like there's fun moments that that you remember. Oh, they oh yeah, there's it, yeah. there's like magic and all this kind of stuff. But it's not a story about that. They don't shy away from it. But the character, mo- the reason that it failed in other seasons in between is because they just have these dialogue scenes that didn't matter. Right, and, and this year they do matter. It. Every still, I still stand by this. Four episodes into this, and every scene has mattered. At least, really, like, a lot of payback, like a lot of payoff from previous years, and a lot of just emotional payoff. Like we're actually getting—I don't know—because I don't think this show was like. I mean, maybe between last season wasn't so bad. It was just, but off that Oberyn season, it's just like that was grueling at, at the end of that. And yeah. so Oberyn now, really, really <laughs> screwed it up for a lot. Like, and then I, I told you I rewatched last season, and I don't think it was that bad. We were just kind of sour, and you know, if you rewatch, it's, okay. it's just fine. It's nothing. But 
I feel like this season they're finally just giving you everything you want. Like, everything you've been waiting... Because I guess they are, like, they're rounding the turn the last lap of this. They're like, all right, cool. We've been waiting for this. And, like, this starts off such an amazing scene with John and Sansa. Sounds oh my God, like, it's awesome. the best scene. It's, it's like, probably the most emotionally satisfying scene in this yes. entire show. And, and it's two characters who've never even actually been on the show together. They've never had a scene. Yeah, that's true. It's so weird. But there's just such an emotional, like, you're like, oh, my goodness. This is, it's like instant tears <laughs> watching that scene. You're like, so good Lord. so much dimension to it. Like, besides the fact that to see two Starks find each other in any context, because you didn't think it was ever going to happen. They were spread right. so thin and things got so wrong. And the fact that it is Sansa and John, who you know they didn't have that strong sort of relationship, but they're both to a point where just any kind of family, they they recognize that and appreciate it. And you do in the scene, too. You're like, oh, God, I can't believe we're finally getting to see this happen. <laughs> like This isn't the matchup you were hoping for, really, but, but you feel it. It, 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 it resonates. When it kind of, but it kind of does make sense though, because they were the two that had the most. I mean, you cannot argue that Rob and even Arya and Rick, I don't know what Rick and Singer or Brand, they have their ideas of stuff. But John and of all the characters, it felt like John and Sansa had the plan. You know what I mean? Like she's like, I'm going to be a lady, I'm going to be the queen, and he's like, I'm going to Night's Watch, and everything's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I choose and my they, destiny, and their stories have both been about all that just cascading down upon them, right? Or they have, they've had to learn. I mean, they all have had to do that. The reality of those decisions. Yeah, yeah, but it felt like Arya always knew people were full of crap, and Rob was a little bit, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to trick him. Like, he was, he's he's always, they've always been pretty game. Rick and he's just a whatever. And Bran... He was like three. And Bran seemed pretty perceptive and just a part of that, but he never had a plan. These guys had these plans for their lives that just came crumbling down, and that's what I felt, too, with him hugging, like, oh, my goodness, they've... They're a team now. This is the same way when Brienne met up with her. I'm like, we're getting stronger. This is good. This is good, yeah. you know. It's just headed in a direction, yeah. And and it and it follows it up with an awesome scene where they're eating and they're doing all this stuff, and they're, like, actually laughing and stuff, and that's fun. And then finally Sansa's like, we're going to take it back. <laughs> I was like, yes, well, Sansa, it's so finally. Because <laughs> you wanted John to come back with the sort of self-actualization, but... It's more realistic what he was like when he came back because he's like, I did everything I could do. I fulfilled my obligation. I tried and I failed. And now I really don't want to fight anymore. I've been fighting and I don't know which side to be on or what's right or wrong. And then you have this person show up immediately that says, I'm, I'm going to be your compass for that. Right. I'm going to I'm going to define for you what you're supposed to be doing. This is your duty. In a way it's sort of it's sort of diminishing to him cuz you want him to finally be the definer of that, but the fact that it's Sansa really does it, it, it comes home for you. Well, because it's back to family duty again. And I don't think he's learned any of his pragmatism. I don't think he's lost that and that's what people are confusing like he's like the same. That's like I actually think he's still just as cautious and like to think about it. But then, to his credit, the end of this with the pink letter and all this stuff, he goes, all right, well, let's do it. Like, he's much more resolute. And when he finally makes... Because before he make a decision, like, I guess it's right. And, you know, I mean, I guess he they was just... Or maybe it was just the way the show presented it. It's like all this hankering around. Because they had to drag you know, it out. You know, it's like... But now he's like, yeah, he didn't want to do it. But then she just made a case. And then Ramsey's like, all right, well, let's do it. <laughs> you know, and then he's like, that's what they're doing now. Well, like, from John's perspective, yeah. you can see how he'd be confused. It's like, a lot of stuff has been happening right now, Sansa. And then like, you I show just... up, and we're supposed to go off on this other war? And yeah, because it, it starts with him It starts with him talking to Ed, and he's like, 
I don't, he's like, I just want to go on vacation or something. He's like, where are you going? He's like, someplace warm and just read a book and have a glass of wine. And he's like, he really feels like he just literally wants to get away from everything. Yeah, I don't want to be the one to f- that's going to fight the White Walkers. I'm not saying that's not a problem, but you saw what happened. You saw what I tried to do, and it blew up in my face. Like, so he's, it's a good, I kind of wanted to see John come back and be a little bit cockier, but it makes more sense for him to just sort of be disillusioned. It makes more sense they have to do it together now, you know, and then together they find a purpose. Cause they, yeah, again, and now it's not just John going off on some abstract quest. This is We're the Starks, and we need to go take our home back, and we need to save Rickon, because now not only are two of us together, but now there's a third one we know is still alive and right. in danger, and at Winterfell, there's no reason not to. There's no reason we can justify not doing this. Well, that guy's talking crap about us now, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> and that guy's, take it from me, that guy's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, just an emotional sidebar, we're going there just for that. That's what he's like, he might be lying, he's like, no, he's a dick, but he's also stupid, though, so he, that, he probably does have him. Because <laughs> they answered my Asha question immediately, too. I was like, yeah. you need to see here, like, no, she tries that same shit she did with Theon and gets stabbed in the neck. I, I really, okay. I am done seeing scenes. Those are the only scenes that I think are wasted this year. It's like, I don't need to see more scenes of him just being a psychopath. Well, I think they're just trying to tie up loose ends. Because yeah, I guess now so. you have to know she's not going to be the one. And now it leaves Rickon in a more vulnerable position. Like, well, there's definitely no one. They know that Sansa and John have to come save Rickon because there's no one else now. Yeah, and they're kind of squashing the theory that this is like a whole conspiracy with the yeah, or whatever. Yeah, if it is, it went completely wrong. Yeah, and that's a if that was that's a horrible plan that that's their play because that's a really horrible that's a big gambit <laughs> to give them the best prisoner and then you know it's like not even negotiate with them you're like come on you can just say you have Rickon it's going pretty far to just hand him over like Luke Skywalker I always thought that was a weak plan in Return of the Jedi it's like well they made me a sex slave before you got here <laughs> yeah. I know you're you're still thinking this is a win but we didn't talk about that. That was a pretty good moment. He's like, you know, Theon did talk about how. I was like, oh, shit. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, like, oh, this is going wrong. He's She's trying one to, of his, to do it too fast. Pull out one of his extra knives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has. We also get that great scene at the the wall where um, <laughs> it's like, I was speaking of unexpected stuff like that because Brienne walks up to Stannis and I'm like, Ooh, because I wasn't even thinking about the thing until they started talking. This is and I, was like, I was like, oh, yeah, she killed Stan. It's like, oh, yeah, she's with Rip. I was like, oh, uh, wow, this bad. is awkward all of a sudden. She just comes over there to stick it to him. It's like, and I have it on authority that uh, he was murdered by a smoke baby. Yeah. And Stannis admitted it before I killed him. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you guys shit. You a smoke baby around? Have you <laughs> yeah. seen one? And she kind of walked, because she just sort of interposed herself in their private conversation. She has her oh, sword you, fully hello. in her hand, too. She just walks over there with it out, like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm, okay. I'm still upset about that, just so you know. It's like a T.J. Miller. It's like a ballet. That's what I've had that air to me. It's like, just so you know. Some him. proclamation, then walks away. <laughs> Before we go off on some free-form jazz odyssey <laughs> of masturbatory bullshit, can you tell me what you can tell me that I don't already know? Yeah. 
Yeah, as anybody's not watching Silicon Valley after Game of Thrones, it's the perfect palate cleanser. Exactly. You're missing the opportunity to come down. It's the best show. It's such a great show, too. It's great. That show came out, like, during the Oberyn fiasco, and that show may have saved my sanity to yeah. be able to watch That's when it first Game started, yeah. The Silicon Valley after Game of Thrones, like, oh, 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 there's still a the world. And I actually think it's better now than it was then. I think it's a lot funnier. I've always said it's funny. I just enjoy all those people. They got yeah. just a great cast of people. And it's fun. And this anyway, is yeah. uh, this is we also we get the uh, the reappearance of Littlefinger for the first time, which is good because I was starting to wonder you got to start bringing him in for something. Although and the, the stated co- purpose is like we're we are going to become part of that fight too. But what is his plan to. still from last year? I mean, I don't know. Is he did he just mess up or? I mean, yeah, we can get that to the to next say. episode like, too. But like, I don't know. Is this I, part of your long game? That <laughs> yeah. Or I, I imagine getting the the Knights of the Vale involved in the fray is part of his long game because he's kind of that's sort of his thing to pit everybody against each other and then just be there to pick through the the ashes when it's all said and done. And this is still feeding towards that. What his end game is, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I, I mean, maybe he, he went down there because he to instigate King's Landing, which he did. You know, now they're consumed yeah, and then with he that. Came back. Yeah, they're going to have to do something with him to, to identify what his plan is. Cause He's going to have to another speech. Chaos is like yeah. a ladder. I like chaos. <laughs> it's like, I know, but you can't just sow chaos by itself and call that a plan. Yeah. That's just a lot of work on your part when this yeah. place didn't really need much of a push to end up in total chaos. That's yeah. not something you can take complete credit for, Littlefinger. But that, that's a really fun thing. Just seeing... Yeah, he's doing that, and he, like, threatened that other lord. <laughs> he totally has that. Yeah, what's his name, the little kid? Robin. He's also older, too. <laughs> yeah, and still just as annoying. For a, minute, uh, for a minute, you think, well, he might be a little bit better. It's like, that no, doofy he's haircut. still kind of a little shit. <laughs> I think it's that haircut. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, sort of manipulated into kind of acting like a better person as far as, like, oh, well, if, maybe we should help her. She's my cousin, I guess. Whatever. Like, I thought that exact same thing. He gives him a falcon or whatever, and, like, that's it. We also got a very interesting scene with the, um... For, I I mean, I don't like those Sparrow scenes, but I think that was kind of an interesting scene with Marjorie. Like, he's kind of telling his origin story, which is kind of a weird... It's like he just went to a frat party and just kind of had a hangover in the morning. It's a self-righteous origin story, though, because it's the, the root of all self-righteousness. Is I had, I lived this life of sin where I was allowed to do what I want and make my own decisions, and then I decided for myself to, to find this life of piety. And from then on, I basically imposed that on everybody else. And don't <laughs> like, have shoes, just, yeah. Such a perfect representation of self-righteousness. Like, Don't you think everybody else should also have the right to come to that moment of epiphany on their own? Than you just forcing it upon them like like this, but you know whatever, it's one man's opinion. Yeah, but I just don't trust him. I mean, I didn't trust him in the beginning, but he also just seems like a sleaze to me now. Well, he's a sinister son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like she was saying, they brought me here to break you. I was like, well, it's working because I'm pitiful. I mean, he's All like right. in bad shape. Like I guess the We're actress just said been that, beating on him and God knows what else. Yeah, because the actor, the guy who's the Iron Fist, right? What's his name? Uh, crap, what is his name? Finn Jones, right? Uh, he said that apparently the backstory is his character has been physically and sexually abused. Oh, while Lord. He's been in there. I was like, what is that? I mean, I'm sure they're doing some kind of weird. 
I don't know. Homophobic yeah, thing to him, you know. That's like because she's like, you have to be strong. It's like you're just in for lying. I'm in for <laughs> sodomy. Yeah, they, they you know really do don't like that. In here? They it's really ironic, don't like really. That. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, you know when your dad found, caught you with cigarettes and made you smoke the whole pack. <laughs> sort of like that, but with dicks. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, that's such a sad deviation from the books, unless something, some other stuff goes down later. But, but he's basically almost killed in the books at the point. I don't know. Should we be talking? I don't know if we should. The books and the shows are so separate. I don't even know if we should worry about book spoilers because they almost I don't think we should unless there's like plot lines that haven't happened yet but I don't think we should worry about deviations I could say that yeah because I don't think that this is because he goes to battle with Stannis' forces so that's clearly not going to happen in the show and he's a little more of a badass well he is actually yeah I mean he is actually a gallant knight like the knight that everybody thinks is what knights should be it's just the build of that guy. He's just tiny. Like, I mean, he's supposed to be much more equivalent to Jamie because he beats Jamie. He's mm-hmm. the only one that can beat Jamie, like in the tournaments and stuff. So, he's just that guy's just a tiny. He's just lighter set <laughs> than you think. So he's just a good actor. They don't really care, I guess. Well, I don't like this turn compared to the book because it was sad in the book because he gets wounded and he's on his deathbed or whatever. Yeah. At the point where where I've read, he may have died at the point the books for all. I haven't read all the books. But, yeah, he's getting a raw deal in this for them to build this storyline up. So, yeah, that's the pony contingent. I, I guess if you were trying to just let everybody know that the High Sparrow and all of his, you know, faith militant are uh, no good, then Loris is a good way to do it because you, he, they are just basically persecuting this guy for, for his sexual identity. Right. I like that next scene. It's like it's like a weird <laughs> Three Stooges moment where uh, Cersei comes into Tommen and <laughs> Maester's there. And he, like she's like, get out of here! And he like just <laughs> hobbles around the room as far away from her as possible. <laughs> it's like ting ting, and they play it out. They show the whole take, and it lasts like a minute almost. Him just avoiding her. You're like this is awkward too. <laughs> There's a lot of awkward scenes in this episode. Well, the King's Landing stuff, I'm glad to see that, you know, that Cersei and Jamie are more united and they're kind of putting a plan together. And you see that where they're like, oh, yeah, that's they're the voices scene. of reason. They're like, they've done this to pit us against each other and we have obliged. It's worked. And they like, get Lydia Lynn on, on the side now, which is great. You're like, yes. Well, because she knows exactly how, how to bargain because. She says, Tom, oh, we won't let that happen to Marjorie. But she's using that to leverage the Tyrells because she knows that that's absolutely what they don't want. And in fact, doing that actually became strategically valuable because everyone got to see how horrible it was. And now mm-hmm. she can sort of dangle that and say, this is what's coming for Marjorie if you don't agree to help us. And like, we won't have a bit of that. It's like, I don't think you should either. Right. Like, so she's perfectly manipulating them. Oh, because they're still like, I don't, she doesn't want power as much, you know what I mean? They they, they keep, when they walked into to the councilman last episode, they're like, we can leave. And they're just like kind of worried. And I don't think she's after power. She's just after revenge. Like, she just wants to get back at Dorne and these, and the High Sparrow. And I think they'd yeah. be fine now leaving. And weirdly, Tom, the know. Tyrells, yeah, because this way it works to her advantage either way, because they've suffered. I mean, if Tommen was safe, I think they'd just go back to Castle Rock or something. You know what I mean? It's like, we're done. 
I don't think well, they're really after something. Uh, although, if you think, you know, power does have to be part of the end because you could say, "Oh, you're I the guess king. You're let's right. just let's just box it up and get out of here before anyone notices." We don't have to rule the kingdom. In a weird way, they become the ones who are advocating the benefit of the seven kingdoms. Like the fate of the entire realm now is happening here, as to whether or not we're going to leave power with with the sparrows. Right. And whether they really believe that or not, who knows? But that's that's again what they're using to leverage that idea that we need to fight them. You you wish that if Cersei's going to take a stronger role in the story, that she has a broader sort of perspective than just I want to get these guys because they got me. Right. But you don't know. I mean, she could just be thinking this works out perfectly because I can use the good of the land as as a carrot because it's true and I can also use all these horrible things that I engineered to happen to Marjorie in my favor to get them to use their army to fight for me. That's that's like a really perfectly conceptualized plan. As right. sinister strategies go. So that's a fun thing. And then yeah. we get the chance to see uh, Mormont's arm again. <laughs> I need to look at my arm. At least to the point where like someone just... else catches him, and is like, "Don't worry, it didn't touch you." It's like, "How do you know? It keeps popping open." <laughs> you're being that... very irresponsible with that stone man scab. Dario's such a dick in that scene before that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, yeah. you couldn't handle this girl anyway. Yeah, you're yeah, so you're old, old, you cannot ride the dragon. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like you do not. You're being an unnecessary ass right now. Yeah, you are. Dario. Come on, man. It's like not we like get it. Competition from this front. Jesus. We get it. And he's like, "Oh, he's a cripple." He said you, you need discipline as a child, but he probably should have said, you really didn't get any actual affection. That's actually a great angry. scene that I say that, because he's like, nope, none at all. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, you're all a monster then. <laughs> and they have a fun scene where they're infiltrating and fighting. and. I love this, though, because <laughs> yeah, this turnaround, the sand. <laughs> this whole episode is about, you know, the turnaround that we get to see here. Because, you know, the Book of the Stranger thing... They're talking about the Book of the Stranger as part of the what was the seven seven point yeah. star, but again, that's a fun wraparound kind of idea for the story. It's weird because like I think they've done a good job because we know some of these points that could happen, but then they're like, no, that's not happening. Like, but then we'll give you this. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that's, that's even better, <laughs> and that's why I like that idea because I felt like we talked about that that. Um, that Danny would have to do something and that she convinced them or the dragon would show up. I think they did exactly with this episode yeah. what I was saying they should Perfect. have done, which yeah. is they it's come to rescue it. her and she shows up and says, guys, cool, that would never work. Like, I got a plan and it's not about you guys rescuing me. And that's what the whole buildup of this episode. That's what makes this episode great is we do finally see the actual realization of herself and character in her own actions. And people mm-hmm. got pissed because they're like, well, it's, it's like the first season. I was like, no, but it's not, it's though. It's just first... like the first season, though, but she's taking... It's an homage to that. It's a callback to that. But what she's doing is what she should have been doing in the first season. We see that rebirth element of her, but it's not just, oh, that happened and I didn't know. Like, she's making a choice. Yeah, but the first time it was like... Because she then thinks she's going to die or something. She don't, I don't know. Because she's like, don't go in there. I can't let you walk into there. And he's like, she does. And it was like almost like an act of faith, right? It's like an act of testing. Yeah, like, and she doesn't know what's going to happen with those dragon eggs and all that stuff. But it's like, everything's in here. This is my last chance. This is all I got. Hopefully this works. 
And this time it was an act of power because she knew 100% what was going to happen. Oh, That's why it's so awesome. Sort of ruthless. She has the best, some of the best oh, acting the best. I've seen of her. It's Cause awesome. Cause this is everything I wanted for her because I said, if, this is gonna, if she's going to become who she needs to be, then she needs to figure out how to take command in this situation without external forces coming to her aid. And she totally did it. And she does it the way she... Because she, our problem with her is that, one... It's just stuff helps her out, and it's not really her doing it, right? And then two, because even the adversity, and you can say, well, they, they, she has dragons. That's what, because they keep on her mother dragons. They don't necessarily say unburnt and that, you know, like that's part of it. But that's a secondary to those dragons. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, yeah, she's fine, but there's dragons. Yeah, but, but she has dragons. It's cool. But this is, and then she always just makes these empty threats. Like the, every time everybody's like, that's a badass line. It's like, no, it's not. She's like, I will break the wheel. It's like, what? You're just sitting here drinking wine. Doing yeah. nothing up here. And everything's falling <laughs> apart. That's, that's, that's yeah. Tyrion's arc is trying to politically deal with how her ideals fell apart. And that's what we had this where because she's trained all these lackeys of hers <laughs> to be so absolute. And there's like, slavery is bad. And like, that's the point of Tyrion. And that's, this is a weird storyline because I don't know if I agree with Tyrion or not. But I kind of do. He's being political. Well, you understand where he's coming from. It's like, we can't just have an absolutist view. That's what got us here. But we unfortunately, be, I feel we, the show's going to prove him wrong, though, because she's going to come back. She's going like, to come. Why are you doing that? Dothraki is like, no, we'll, we'll just do all this. But it's hopefully, like, yeah. he'll have earned some clout as the voice of reason yeah. too. Because that's why I'm scared what he's that he won't earn his is, smartness. Is true. He like we've we've driven slavery out of Marine, and it's not coming back. That's a win. Now we're going to dictate to these other cities that they have to get rid of slavery in this certain period of time. That gives them time to adjust. But that's still a pretty rigid position for us to take because we're still not letting that stuff stand. We're just, instead of having a war about it right now, which we already basically lost, we're, we're going to make a deal to get our way anyhow. And yeah, seven years is a long time, but 700 years is a lot longer. And I kind of, but I kind of wish you'd have had a line, even this episode, even the fifth episode about, or we just wait till she comes back and we'll take him over. You know what I mean? Something like that. Because saying that, well, he's still. But she, that's what I, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. In the real world, I agree with his plan. Again, I just don't want him to look like a fool. I want him to earn his place. I don't want her to come back. It's like I don't need you. Because I want him to be there. So I hope, hopefully, well, in, it all in works a sense, out. We want to see them come to some kind of not necessarily like combative relationship, but a little bit of conflict because he is trying to be the voice of reason and doing what he does best. In ruling, it's like your version of rule didn't work, and now you know we can we can send armies against armies like we did last time and hope for the best. But if you want to affect actual change, we got to work for it, and we can't make everyone our enemy to do it. Yeah, like what you want to do is wipe out slavery here and then just flit away to Westeros to conquer there. What do you think happens here? That's the lesson she learned already. What do you think happens here when you abolish slavery and then leave? Yeah. So Tyrion's way works better. That's that's the conversation I want to see them have when she shows up. It, and the same thing. I also want to see him take a stronger hand with these dragons because we saw that really strong moment. Because that might be his handhold in them. Yeah, like being able to help with them too. Well, showing himself as the voice of reason again. It's like right. you can't just have dragons, you know? And right. you can't just lock them up if they don't do what you want. You have to work with them. You have to train them. Dragons and people are the same that way. Like you Maybe can't something just, like if you don't get what Maybe. you want, just just shove it off to the side. We have to work at it. Maybe it'll so, blow up and I'll have to 
control the dragons to help them or something. I don't know. It'll be you interesting know. to see her show up with like a horde of Dothraki, and then it's like, oh god, now we got to work this into whatever we're doing. It's like now, look like a fool. It's a management <laughs> nightmare for Tyrion. Yeah. It's like really. Now oh, I got god. people raping people all the time. <laughs> They're yeah. not a, again, they're yeah, not a Now you're going to all these people weapon. telling them that their slave system doesn't work, and you go to the Dothraki and tell them their rape system doesn't work. You're changing everyone's ideologies overnight. And yeah, I'm it's not like, well, that's not the right it's decision. Like, but. It's going to some genocide company, like country, like in Africa. It's like, I brought in my militia of Nazis in here to help me fight you. I was like, wait, wait a second, though. Like, How does this like, make things better? <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah it's just you, as bad. They're all bowing to you right now because you did something amazing, but now you're going to have to tell them that their entire way of life is wrong. And the only thing that you have going for you is that you killed all of their leaders, which was in accordance with their barbaric ways. Right. You don't want them over to a different way of thinking. See, that's where I really want to see Tyrion's part of this come through, because Danny is the sort of elemental force, and, 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 and to a lesser degree, so is John on his side of things. But you need somebody that sort of appeals to to their sensibilities in terms of their actual emotions and their actual practical kind of uh, behaviors, because you're wanting to make a change in the world. You're not wanting to make one change, because that's what the whole history of the show is. Right. Like, so, we didn't like the old king, so we tore that that kingdom down and then we built another one and it disappeared overnight because we didn't have an idea of what to replace it with we didn't have a better idea well that's Tyrion's whole that's Tyrion's whole you know thing for lack of a better word he he said that line a billion times he said it to her too it's like conquering is much different than ruling and you're doing a great job of that and you get those the Thraki people now it's like great that still doesn't solve a problem because you can't just kill people when they're acting up. You know, you have to be able to rule people. I mean, you got to give them something to do, you know? That's what kept happening. Like, Danny's greatest moments have been turning on people who were bad to her and murdering them, and that was kind of fun. But if you keep doing that, then you're basically the same as all the Tar- Targaryens that came before right. you. The, the fact yeah. that she wants to sort of free the people from slavery is a, is a compassionate sort of goal that she has that distinguishes her from from her ancestors and from her family. But well, this is the first time. murdering everybody for that. But at least hopefully... I mean, the problem with her character is that they... I don't think she's dumb. But you never see her do... Like, for a character to be smart, they need to surprise you. And in the past, I guess maybe because it's like a Jon Snow thing, too. It's the exact same thing. It's like, just because those storylines have been so stretched out, like, they're, they're... When they finally make a decision, it's because eight things have happened that you've seen. They're like, huh? Oh, 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 maybe I shouldn't do that. And then they say it, and you're like, oh, thank you. But this is the first time she did so. I mean, I guess that Plaza Punishment thing was that sort of like that, too. Where she's like, you just, she's got a plan. And she's got a plan that's bigger than just kill people. It's also to get the respect. And I was like, okay. Like, I like when she's, at, I mean, she was at best in that Plaza Punishment. She's at best when she actually has agency like that and has something that's going on nobody else knows about. It's great. They should do that more often, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, That's when she's, it, she feels like a leader then. about exercising strength, too. We need to see Danny do that because this is the first time, like, this is distinguished from that other stuff because she did this. Like, dragons don't come up to help her, and her buddies that all want to have sex with her don't come to help her. Like, she has this. She has it all worked out, 
and she's perfectly calm. Like these guys are all like, "We're gonna rape you, and our horses are gonna rape you." Like you're like, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna burn you all alive right now." That's how powerless you are in this situation. Yeah, and that's because that, that that one moment where she kind of just puts her hand down on the edge of the brazier, they're all like, "Oh." Like, this what? is not just stories. They're like, they know something's up. And then the next thing she does is not, I'm not trying to impress you so you will serve me. Because it's too late for that. <laughs> like, I, so she just burns them all to death. I also heard the criticism that I've seen that they're like, so what, just all this dust is so flammable? But that's what she got that girl to help her with, right? Like, I well, think they rigged the tent. barred the doors and everything. Well, they, they well I think, Dar- I mean, Dario and George barred the doors. They killed the guards. And, they they and so I, I think that... poured kerosene I, all over the floors. Well, I got the impression that that girl did that. Like, they, she, she somehow rigged it to, like... Because what else would she help with? Yeah, Just not she telling said them, that they I guess. were doing preparation. Yeah, so, so, you, so... You can accept all that. Those guys wouldn't be sitting around going, Why are we sitting in kerosene? Does this place smell a lot more yeah. kerosene than normal? You smell gunpowder or something? Yeah, like everywhere. <laughs> It's like, it's like this new aftershave. I wasn't going to say anything. I had the kind of a sulfur smell. I thought it was that <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. But so. It works out because they're all just a bunch of dummies. I so do I, like this because I'm tired of Dothraki and that, that sort of, that mentality, just like super rapey Klingon mentality. Well, that, I think the, the way they've handled them this year is way more fun because We've already got that. We, they were serious when she was powerless, and they were serious when she couldn't, you know. And they were just... Because once they became just her friends after the dragons, they were just these people she was with. They weren't Dothraki anymore. They are just people. And so since then, they've been co- comic relief. And that's why this season, they've all been... Even in that scene, they're comic... I mean, they're, it's pretty intense what they wanted to do with her, but it's all... Those scenes have had, you know, But they have to build those guys it, up you know. to be so horrible because you know they're about to horribly... Oh, so not... Yeah, and so now we know they're badass. We just so now we can just have fun with them. They can just be these tough guys that talk a lot of crap, you know. So I think it's fun. So we'll see. Again, I don't know what the play is there. We'll get to more in the next episode, but I don't know what the play is with her. If they're going to retake those cities or just say like screw it, we just need to go ahead and go because we're just going to get bogged down this even more. Well, that's what you wonder. It's like, is she going to go back to the cities and go, now let's get rid of the slavers? Or is she going to get all excited and just go, now let's go straight on to Westeros? Because that's what she was talking about when she's talking to those guys. This is what I was promised. We were going yeah. to pick up the Dothraki people and take them across the sea and take over Westeros. And then she finally got an army and then she got bogged down on this stuff. Whereas, like, if you got the Seven Kingdoms, you got the Iron Throne, you have more resources. And then you could dole out armies to take out, you know, you outlaw slavery, right? And those, well, I mean, I guess that's not the same kingdom, right? But still, you could invade or... And what remains her goal at this point, now that she has, is able to seize all this power for herself, is she going to remain true to that, that goal of going back and freeing Marine and these other cities of slavery? Or is that gonna, this is going to sort of cloud her, her judgment? She's like, now that I have this power, I don't need all of that. Leave that to the people I left there to deal with it, and I'll move on to my main goal of taking over Westeros. And maybe leave, like, Grey Worm. He's the president now and stuff like that. You know what I mean? People like that. Like, here, you guys take over. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Like, I basically... I, I I would say I took you guys 60% of the way. So I think I, I, I think that's enough. You can handle yeah. the rest. So that was good. That was a gun. Got you pumped up at the end of that episode. Thought I was good. That's a good one. Yeah, I do think they, the episodes, they just have a way of ending on a note that really leaves you hungry for more. 
this year. Just a solid really satisfying it's, it's, stuff. Yeah, it's just for whatever it is. Even the scene, this episode before that, where it's just John cutting and hanging him, it wasn't as of all these episodes, including the next one. There, that was the least spectacular, you know, or just. Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh, what, <laughs> you know? So they've been building too. Actually, think about that because they had the Red Woman, and then I guess him coming back kind of spoils it though because that's a big ending. But we knew that was coming. But this is definitely a big one, and we'll get yeah. to another big one next time. So. Yeah, this, cool. we do got a bunch of cool momentum here. It's like, okay, so so that's that's that episode, and uh, you can listen to this to other episodes at tv8mydinner.com. You can also follow tv8mydinner.com on Facebook. Or we got a Twitter. Uh, we got a Star Wars podcast at the cloudcitysocial.club, and the corresponding blog is expandinguniverse.club, which is a mostly Star Wars blog. So we got that going for us. Obviously, we never pitch your other shows on the, on this one. You got digital ads going on, and we never even mention on our shows. Oh yeah, I have a, I have a podcast about parenting, sort of. It's called Digital Dads, and I have a podcast about game development called The Debug Log. So check those out. So there we go. Yeah, we just made a podcast these days. Yeah, we'll put links to all this stuff on all of our pages. But yeah, so we got that going on, and TV at Dinner also has its own podcast, and you can listen to episodes of it on the same website. So. There you go. Um, we'll be back very soon to talk about the next episode of, I was going to say TV on the Throne, Game of Thrones. Until it is then, TV on the Throne. You, you just Ours is TV on the Throne. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I was talking about the out. actual show, and I was going to say, uh, we're going to talk okay, about the next episode okay. of TV on the Throne. It's like, no, we, we're TV on the Throne. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones. That's what the show TV is. TV on the Throne, yeah. That's our concept. <laughs> <laughs> so until that happens, my name is Sean. And my name's Andrew. Sean will stand naked. Yeah. I am the mother of dragons. <laughs> that would be a fun. That man, would have been the best. Like, if the show had an unlimited budget, that's what happens at the end of that scene. Drogon just comes in a month and it's like, yeah, bitches. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you're like, holy. People would just be well, killing themselves. Too. I think you're we're like... going to get that at some point, just not this early on. Yeah. But it will happen. <laughs>